Let's talk about sending money abroad. You may think that's a pretty simple topic unless you listen to this show a lot and you know what's coming. Either way, please let me correct that assumption. If you send money abroad with other providers, you're probably going to get the exchange rate you see on Google. They might mark up that rate to make extra money or charge you a big fee or both. Basically, using a traditional service to send money abroad is like going to McDonald's for a salad. They have it, but other people do it better. Instead, use TransferWise. TransferWise gives you a great rate and charges a low fee every time you send money to over 70 countries. Basically, TransferWise uses smart technology that makes their transfers more efficient. They have a lot of clever people dedicated to one thing, making international finance more fair. It's like how new websites make it cheaper and faster to book plane tickets. TransferWise does it the same, but for your money to travel instead. And their borderless account lets you hold over 40 currencies at once and convert them whenever you like. Don't take my word for it. TransferWise has 4 million customers who saves millions in bank fees every day. Test them out for free at transferwise.com slash yoga girl or download the app. Again, that's transferwise.com slash yoga girl. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I can't believe this past week has just flown by so, so, so quickly. Our yoga teacher training is over. I have been really sick for a couple of weeks and I'm finally beginning to feel better. I'm taking some time without my phone. I'm actually not working at all this week. I'm not on Instagram, not doing any social media. I've put my phone away and I'm just resting, spending time with the baby and with Dennis and with friends. And it feels really, really, really good. Um, for this week's episode, so many of you have written in to share how inspired you feel by the sharings and the sharing circle that took place in last week's episode of What Scares You. This week is the continuation of that. So we had our beautiful teacher training group here in Aruba. We did a circle in our soul shala where every woman got to, in a really courageous, vulnerable, beautiful way, touch on the topic of fear, sharing what scares them in their daily lives. So how does fear play a role in our lives? Is it paralyzing us? Is it controlling our lives? Does it show us the way? Has fear ever been purposeful for us? Does it hinder us and hold us back? And what would life be like if I wasn't fearful? Last week, so many of our teacher training girls shared and I just... It's impossible to listen and not cry. And this week is the continuation of that. So it's part two of what scares you. Just like the first episode, make sure you keep a box of tissues close by. Every story is so beautifully unique, so deeply personal, and it's just bound to connect with your heart in ways that my own personal stories just never could. So my favorite thing about these group podcasts and these sharing circles that are so intimate, but also involving different voices is that I know that every woman who's shared their story on the podcast is going to connect with someone maybe in a far corner of the globe um, in a way that might actually change their lives in a way that I could just never even get close to. So if you're looking for a sign this is it. If you're feeling like you're alone, listen to this podcast and remind yourself of the fact that you're never alone. We all feel the same things. We all experience the same fears. We feel the same pain. We worry the same. We have the same anxieties. It shows up for us in different ways. We all have different pasts and different stories, but we have so much more in common than what we have apart. So let's all take a deep breath in and out. Without further ado, I present to you What Scares You, Part 2. 
Joanna. So what scares you? I'm afraid of people judging me. Um, judging me for what I do, my dreams, what I say. I'm... Um, Yeah, I'm afraid they will think I'm lesser than, that I'm not as bright. Um, I'm afraid they'll think I haven't worked hard, that I don't deserve to be where I am. Uh, yeah. Hmm. And if you were to imagine a life where the fear wasn't there, if you wasn't, if you weren't fearful, mm. what would that be like? I would be so happy and at peace. I would uh, trust myself more to know that whatever. I feel, think, or do is just right. It sounds like a good life. That <laughs> does sound like a good life, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Fabi. Hey. What scares you? Life. Um, death and loss. I'm scared that everyone around me is always dying all the time. <laughs> I'm scared to lose my mom, my dad, my brothers, my boyfriend, people that I love. Because it's part of life, I know. But it's so hard to deal with this pain of always been thinking what's next. And I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I don't want to be fear of everyone dying. I want to believe that they're going to be here for me and with me, but I just can't. And I'm struggling with this since since I was a kid and I just I just want to move on and have hope that everything is going to be alright if you would close your eyes for a moment and just take a deep breath all the way into the belly Could you imagine life, what it would be like if you weren't fearful? I will be more present. I will be choosing love over fear. I will be more happy and enjoying every moment. And I really want to. Thank you. Hi, Jen. Hi. 
What scares you? I'm afraid that no one in my life will ever know how much I love them. And that I won't feel safe enough to show them. And that I'll live with that regret forever. And can you imagine a scenario where that fear wasn't there? What would be different? I would feel more supported. Like I could show people that I love them and they would still be there and it would be safe to laugh with them or to cry with them or trust them with my secrets and just like relax into life and relax into love and not be afraid of losing them just because maybe they don't know how important they are to me. It would feel like a big weight is lifted. Can you feel that in your body right now? Yeah, my chest feels lighter. Feels like I can let go. Just by speaking that longing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Hi, Jesse. Hi. What scares you? I'm afraid to truly be myself. Because I'm so scared that I'm an embarrassment or that what I'm going to do as me won't fit in with everybody else. Um, and I just feel like I'm not, what I have to say is not important compared to what other people have to say. Um, and when I get into that fear, I feel so alone because it shuts me down. Do you imagine a, what life would be like if the fear wasn't present, if, if there was trust instead? I feel like all the people I love right now that I'm not completely connected to, I would love them wholly and be there with them instead of hiding all the time and being that quiet friend that is comforting, I would be able to be a part of their lives. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Isabella. Hi. What scares you? I'm afraid of judgment, of being not enough or too much. I'm afraid of disapproval. And I'm afraid 
that I will always be stuck in my past and that it will forever affect the way that I live my life and how it affects my relationships. And if that fear didn't hold you back, what would, what would be different? All of my wildest dreams would come true. Everything would be lighter. There would be no worries, no anxiety. Can you imagine that life with no anxiety? Does it feel like it's far away? It feels like it's extremely far away. Mm -hmm. And how would that show up in your relationships, you think? I would not sabotage them. I would trust more. And I would believe that people care about me. And I wouldn't be afraid that they would leave or that they don't like me or that they don't love me. I would just know. You would just know. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Lydia. Hi. Hi. What are you fearful of? I'm scared about telling the the truth or expressing my feelings the way I want to. Because <clears throat> I'm just scared that I will hurt someone with that. And I'm scared of of that people that I love will just leave me. And if that fear wasn't there, what would be different? I just would have so much more energy for the beautiful things. <laughs> I think I just wouldn't yeah, waste that energy for, for that thought process that is going on in my mind. And yeah, would be free, I guess. Hmm. So there's a risk to speaking your truth. Yeah. And also a reward. Yeah. Mm. It feels like a big reward. Mm. It does, but still. And if you close your eyes right now and you, you imagine living life without that fear leading the way, maybe the fear can still be there, but it's more in the back seat. What would it feel like? I think it would be a good life. A free life. A free life. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that's possible for all of us that we... It's not about ignoring the fear or pretending like it's not there or... You know, but it's... Letting it take the back seat so it doesn't run our lives. We can feel the fear and then we can see the risk and then do it anyway. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Jules, mm -hmm. what scares you? 
This scares me a little bit. <laughs> my heart is pounding. Um, I think my biggest fear, though, is not being lovable enough. Thinking that I have to fit into some form of society's view of what I look like, whether or not I'm thin enough, um, the acne on my face, the way I make people feel. It scares me to think that I have to form to society and keep a corporate job and own a home and own a car when really all I want to do is surrender to the unknown and, and be free and not have to worry about where the money's coming from or what's going to come next. My biggest fear, though, is telling people that I'm like Jeff, who lives at home, that I see signs, that I truly believe the Spirit works through me, and that people will think that I'm crazy because of it that I see my dad, that he comes to me and he tells me things, and that I'm here to just spread pure and utter love into the world, that I'm not here to make money and have valuable things and monetarial things, that it's just I'm here to, to bring love into the world. And sometimes I don't think that that's enough for everyone or society, that they need more from me. My heart is so big and all I want to do is love. And I'm scared to do that. Really scared. And if you would close your eyes right now and just take a breath and imagine what life would be like if that fear wasn't present, mm -hmm. if it was a non-issue, if it just wasn't there, what would be different? My soul would feel like a butterfly just flying freely, sprinkling massive amounts of love into everybody's life. I wouldn't care about what my paycheck looked like. I would ask you for a job. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I just said that. <laughs> um, yeah, I would fulfill mm. my dreams and... and and teach yoga and help others heal and move through trauma and pain that I know that I've lived through, that I've conquered, that I've dug deep into and, and uncovered and, and help others do the same. Hmm. And can you see somehow how maybe that fear, how it's, it's also served you maybe at some point? Most definitely. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in this training. I would, you know, keep the job. I would not have spread my wings to travel the world by myself. Um, I wouldn't have reached out to help others. And I wouldn't have healed myself. So the fear can also be good. It shows you where to go. Definitely. Hmm. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Victoria. Hi. Hi. What are you fearful of? I am most fearful of being judged 
and I feel like this has been something that's been present in my life for quite some time where people I know or people I don't even know, like random people walking down the street, I feel look at me and just pick everything apart or criticize me for, I don't know, what I'm wearing or what I'm doing or whatever. And it's that fear that I'm constantly being looked at and picked apart in every way that I think has sometimes stopped me or made it hard for me to fully dive into something or try something new or take on a new challenge in some way because I'm so scared that people are going to pick apart whatever I'm doing and then criticize me for it and make judgments based on whatever I'm doing or not doing or saying or not saying. So it holds you back. Yeah. And what's the risk? I mean, if you if you went for it anyway, what would people say? I don't know. I think I'm trying to work to a point where it doesn't really matter what other people think of what I'm doing. It's my decisions. It's my choices. And if I want to do something or try something new, then why not? And trying to really trust myself and trust myself that I know what's right for me and just going with that. So if the fear wasn't there, would be, would you have, you know, would your life be in a different place, you think, or what would be different? Um, I think I would say more of what's on my mind and just do whatever feels right to me. I would want to tell like my family and friends how much they really mean to me and how much I love them without being scared that they're going to judge me for being vulnerable and open to them about that. Um, I would just do whatever felt right in that moment. And, yeah. Sounds like a pretty good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Joanna. Hey. Hey. What scares you? I'm afraid that the love I have in my heart is not enough to both give other people and myself. And I have chosen to give love so freely to all other people but myself. But I'm so scared that people around me are feeling hurt or I'm afraid to... I don't want people to think that I don't have love for them. So the fear is if you show love to yourself, it's not enough for the others? I'm, I'm afraid of that. Hmm. Or if you show everything to them, there's not enough for you? Hmm. Yes. And what if that fear wasn't there? What if you knew that you had an abundance of love and it was enough for you and for everyone else? It would feel so good because I'm so tired of not loving myself. So. I feel so free. Mm. 
Or would it change something in how you, how you treat yourself? Yes. I will, I will, I don't know, I would be there for me like I'm there for other people. I would show respect for me that I'm due to other people and I would not be so hard toward myself. Mm. You'd be your own best friend. (laughs) (laughs) I hope Mm. one day I can reach that point. Mm. But I'm also afraid that I will not. Does it feel far away right now? Sometimes. When does it feel closer? When I'm trust uh, and at the point where I feel acceptance towards myself uh, and when other people show me love and I, then I know I'm worth of love and maybe also worth the love from me to me. Hmm. So there's moments where you can, where you can put that fear aside more, and it's easier to trust. Yes. And there's moments when it's harder. Mm. Hmm. Could you manifest more moments? You think where it's easier to trust, where you just let fear kind of sit in the back and not in the front? Yes, I'm working so hard for that, and I feel like the steps are very small, but I feel like I'm going into the right direction. Hmm. So maybe it's not so far. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Stephanie. Hi. Hi. What scares you? I think the thing that scares me the most in this life is losing control of my surroundings. Because when I feel like I'm in control, then I won't lose the people around me. And letting go of some of that to trust that the people around me do have it and that I can be supported when I need to be. And not feeling like I have to be the one to make sure everything is okay with every single person. And to know that it's okay to let go of some of the past pieces that where I felt like when I wasn't there that things went so wrong. And that if only I had been there, what would have happened? So fear tells you you have to hold everything together all the time. All the time. It's exhausting. It sounds exhausting. Mm. And there, um, a long time ago, my family used to refer to me kind of as the rock. And so whenever I hear that phrase and somebody says, you know, I'm the rock, it actually, it's really triggering for me because it's so much pressure Mm. to do that for, for everybody. And what if that fear, that fear of if I don't hold it together, everything falls apart? What if there was trust there instead? What would be different? I feel like a huge weight would come off of my shoulders 
and that I could be my most authentic self with other people and to be vulnerable and show that like I don't always have all the answers and that I'm sorry for that. And if I, that feeling if I, you know, had all the answers that they would feel better and I don't ever want to leave somebody in the trenches. What about with all that energy that would be freed up? If that fear wasn't running your life, what would you do with all of that space? I would help others in every way that I could, in a supportive way. And I would trust the path that I'm on and trust that the universe does have my back and that I'm not just floating through this life aimlessly. Mm. And that I can trust my intuition and that if something does go wrong, that I'll know the answer and the way to get through it. Mm. There's purpose there. Yeah. 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 Mm. Can you see also how at some point in your life that fear has served you somehow? Yeah. It's been a safe place. It's almost like a retreat. Mm because I'm more comfortable there in the anxiety and the fear and the worry. And, but it's also motivated me at times to get out of that place. Because yeah. I get so tired that I can't do this anymore. I can't be this for me anymore. And this past year I've really overcome a lot of fears of mine that I never thought that I could do and that's the reason I'm sitting here right now. Hmm. Well, maybe there was a moment where it was true and you had to keep it all together. Maybe it served its purpose now. Yeah. I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Olivia. Hi. Hmm. What scares you? Um... I'm super scared of recording this podcast. <laughs> you have no idea how often and how many times I actually said, I'm not doing this, um, but I'm here. Mm. Um, and it scares me because I know that people back at home will listen to it. And I guess we don't really talk about emotions. And I'm not really comfortable talking about my emotions with my close ones because I'm quite often seen as someone strong and there is not a lot of space for me being sad or vulnerable. So there is not a lot of space for me being myself and yeah, it's the way it is. So do you change then? Do you conform to the idea they, you think they have of you? Yes, but I, I know that now saying that out loud, it doesn't make sense. Like, they will always be there for me. Um, I won't be alone. There will be always people loving me. 
And if they don't, well, well they lost. <laughs> <Okay. Not my laughs> Uh, yeah, it's weird to say that out loud now. Yeah. Sometimes the fear can be so big and it's in the front of our minds all the time and then we speak it and we realize like, hey, mm -hmm. I do that often. I, I often feel really unsupported and I tell myself that story of no one supports me, no one supports me. And then when I tell someone in person, I look around and I see, wait, <laughs> I don't support me. Mm -hmm but I have support, but it's hard to receive sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, how do you support yourself? Um, I allow myself to believe in my dreams, mm. and I give me sometimes the time to make change. Um, I try not to overthink sometimes. Mm. I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I realize that some things are good for me, some others are not, and I try to adapt my life to, around that. And what if you were, when you came home and your, your close ones, what if you were vulnerable with them the way you are also here? What would that be like? Um, I know there are some people around me I can be, and that it will be a safe place for me to share with them. But I know that I could never be like that with my mom because she, she might be too, she, um, she will feel too much and I don't want to put her in that position. I don't want her to suffer because sometimes I suffer. So I know I will, probably not be like that with her hmm. so there's a fear there that if if you show that you feel then it'll be painful for her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and what if that fear wasn't there what if you trusted that her feelings are her feelings and your feelings are your feelings what yeah, I wish it like? could be like that but, but what if mm. um, I guess it will make our relationship even better mm. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like it would be awesome. Hmm. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I just finished facilitating another beautiful yoga teacher training. During these intense periods, it's easy for me to get stressed and not give my body the rest it needs. So to rest and restore, I've been craving spending extra time in bed, of course, surrounded by my parachute sheets and blankets. Parachute makes modern bedding and bath essentials to keep your home as cozy as possible. They only use the finest materials, 100% long staple Egyptian cotton for their percal and sateen, pure European flax for their linen, and 100% Turkish cotton for their towels. With smart, simple, and unique details, Parachute will make any room feel crisp and clean. Designed in Venice Beach and responsibly manufactured by expert craftspeople around the globe, Parachute products surpass the highest criteria of testing for harmful chemicals and synthetics. But not only that, somehow Parachute's products get softer and softer every time they are washed. 
I sleep even better knowing my purchase is helping a variety of incredible causes. Returned items are donated to Habitat for Humanity. Parachute is also committed to helping animals, a cause very dear to my heart. For every dog bed purchased, they donate a percentage of sales to a foster-based shelter located in Los Angeles. P.S. Did you know that Parachute's biggest sale of the year is on right now? Don't sleep on the chance to save 20% of everything this Black Friday through Cyber Monday. Visit parachutehome.com slash yoga girl for free shipping and returns on parachutes, premium quality, super soft bedding and bath linens. That's parachutehome.com slash yoga girl for free shipping and returns on parachutes, premium quality bedding and bath linens. They offer a 60 day trial. So if you don't love it, just send it back. Jana. <laughs> what scares you? Um, I thought that it was that if later I would look back on my life and I would feel like I would not have achieved anything or not being able to make a difference. Um, but I think I realized yesterday that it kind of stems from something a little bit deeper than that. Um, more of a feeling of not being good enough, I think, which I've had since I was a child. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I just also fear that because I always want to do more and always want to do better, that I will always be, in a way, maybe unhappy or like I have felt for a while, <laughs> for the last few years, actually. Um, and yeah, I think I don't really want to look back onto my life and feel like I try to make a difference, but not sure that I could and then on top of that also feeling unhappy all the time is very scary hmm. so what if that fear what if it wasn't present if you could close your eyes and just maybe feel within the body what life would be like if if you trusted instead what would be different I think I would be a lot less nervous to try new things and probably accept failure a little bit better because I am terrified that I'm failing at something when I'm doing something and I've never really had anything that has failed tremendously I guess I have been volunteering for quite a while and helped make an organization quite successful and yet I still don't feel like I've accomplished anything or that, I, or that I have made a difference because without me it would have probably been the same. And I think I would be able to take more pride or joy in the things that I do if that fear would not be there because I don't really give myself credit for anything that I do. Um, because I think it's the least that I should be doing, which is a little bit of a stupid thought to have. Hmm. So what about that fear of, of failing? How does that show up? What does it do in your life? Um, I think it used to stop me from doing things that I might have maybe otherwise tried. I feel like my boyfriend has played a very positive role in that, that he does push me to 
do the things that I know that I want to do, but I'm too afraid to do. So I think it has gotten a little bit better because of his support. Um, but I guess I just wish that I would also be able to do that for myself as well and not have to rely on someone else to just do the things that I want to do or yeah, things that I want to achieve to, to try them. Hmm. So can you see how at some point in your life maybe this um, this fear has also served you somehow? Um, I think I probably only really start things that I'm already pretty sure of that they're going to succeed or that they in some way will be something positive and I kind of stray away from things that have too much uncertainty hmm. in case that they would fail <laughs> so if there's a chance you might fail it's better not to try yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if that fear wasn't there what would you do then would you um i think i wouldn't be so indecisive about what i wanted to do with my life because <laughs> um, right now i'm kind of in a point where i quit my job i well i, I still have my own company which i love and i am starting an ngo together with a friend's um, so a lot of exciting things, but none of those things will r right now make me a living. So I don't really know I, if I would follow my heart, I would do those things. But then I also wouldn't have an income to live from. So it's, I don't really know how to balance that. And I think if I was more sure of my own company and of that NGO that at one point would be able to become big enough to maybe give me an mm. income as well. I think I would maybe trust more that that was really the path that I had to do and I wouldn't have to rely on my, I guess, the degree that I have to make me money and then do the things that I actually love to do. You would go so all in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Magdalena. Hmm. Yes, hi. <laughs> what scares you? Um, I think the fear that is most present in my life is um, that people might leave me, that what I have to offer is not enough. And I'm always so conscious about not um, making the tiniest mistake because I feel like um, then it could be too late and I would end up on my own and that makes me play a role sometimes so I feel like I have to be something that's expected of me and it's hard for me it's really hard work for me to step back into what I feel is right and what I feel is good and, um, yeah, I think this fear of um, losing people is the one that is really present with me. And another big fear that shows up from time to time, it's not always there, but um, is that it might not be in the plan for me to have a family someday. And it's really connected to that thought of, not being enough and that there's not enough about me that you could love 
And I know in some place in my heart that my life can be awesome with or without a family, but um, if I'm in that place of fear, then it's really deep. Yeah. So does it run your life a little bit? Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've really put some work into that in the last year, so I feel like I got a little more space mm. for myself in my life, but it's still, yeah, most of the time it runs my life. Mm. Yeah. So what if you could let that fear, you know, let it still be present? You don't have to ignore it or pretend like it's not there, but maybe put it in the back seat, mm. you know, so it's not running everything or making decisions for you if it, if the fear wasn't running your life what would be different do you think I think my first thoughts would be what do I want and what do I like and not be what do I have to do to be enough so I think it's a lot about what how I think and what I think all day and um, and I th yeah it would feel more like it's my life and what would you do with this <laughs> life that is only yours <laughs> I I think I would travel more and yeah I wouldn't be so afraid of the whole world. <laughs> um, I would dance more and sing more, and I would, yeah, I wouldn't have to search for reasons to love myself, but just do it without having any any reason for it. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty beautiful life to me. Do you feel like it's it's far away? The idea of living that, living just for you, living without having to accommodate or try to be good enough and just be free. I think coming here was a big step towards owning my life because I didn't talk to anyone about it. I didn't ask for anyone's approval. I just knew in my heart that I want to come here and that was a new feeling for me and it didn't care what anyone thought about it so I think I'm getting closer maybe <laughs> hopefully yeah thank you for sharing thank, thank you, you. <laughs> so Rachel what scares you um for me it's public speaking mm. well I I know it's not just public speaking, but it comes from a place where um, that I'll feel judged. So even just doing this like circle, half circle, <laughs> um, I feel like people are judging me. And I know it comes from where it comes from. I can pinpoint a time in my life where um, it happened because I was... Um, made fun of at a really young age and like the whole class laughed 
Um, I think from then on, I kind of just kept to myself. And I was afraid every single time that I would get up in front of a class um, that people would laugh at me, even though I wasn't in front of a class when the event happened. Like some rude kid just pulled out the chair from under me and the whole class laughed, even my friends laughed. So I know it's that, at that point and I know um, that I couldn't talk about these things to my family and stuff. We weren't very sherry people, I guess. <laughs> Um, so every time I get up in front of people or um, just standing up and saying my whatever is on my mind, I get really, really scared. And like even when I was done with my studies, I just kind of said, I'm never getting in front of a, in front of a group again. This is the last time. Lo and behold, I'm here. And here you are, training to be a yoga yeah, teacher. Exactly. So then it's kind of like, oh, well, you got to work on that. Mm. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's like kind of like this fear of like, and the sharings were just like terrifying to me because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to, what are the other persons judging me? And like, So how does it affect you in your day-to-day -day life, that fear oh of God. being judged? Um, even just amongst talking with like my best friends they'll have an opinion about something and I'll want to say what I really think but not but I wouldn't because I'm afraid that either that they'll like be angry at me which I know that I know that they won't because they're my best friends and but it's because I'm putting those thoughts or I'm not sure um So then I'll just like be like, okay, I'm just not gonna say anything, and I'm gonna keep the peace. I'm just gonna like stay quiet, mm. or uh, yeah, just like situations like that. And I'll try to be like, okay, I'll just go into a little corner and just keep my mouth shut and just like, or like little things like, oh, I'm not gonna wear that because it's too revealing or something. And then I'll just be like, everyone will just look at me and. Mm. So you don't take up a lot of space. No. Hmm. And what if that fear wasn't there? Can you imagine a a life where it was just a non-issue? Oh, I think I'll probably talk more, hmm. <laughs> speak my truth, maybe wear what I want to wear. <laughs> maybe wear what you want to wear. What would you wear? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe like bodysuits oh. <laughs> you'd be yourself exactly huh. and if you close your eyes right now and you just feel that what, what would it be like to be myself in every scenario no matter what and feel safe in that what would that be like awesome freeing liberating like a cloud has been lifted off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So there's a risk there, right? To, if I am myself, if I take up space, if I stand up in front of everyone, maybe they'll all judge me. Or maybe I'll find freedom. Mm -hmm. There's also a reward. 
It's a big reward. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Caitlin. What scares you? Um, this scares me. <laughs> Could you speak close to the mic? Um, what, what people think of me really scares me. Um, and being rejected I think I get really scared that um, I'm not going to be good enough or that I'm going to fail or that I'm not going to meet other people's expectations um, and that what I <clears throat> what I have to say is not the right thing um, and a big part of that is belonging, so not feeling um, that I belong in a society that um, um, behaves differently to how I would behave. And how does that show up in your life? Um, it makes me uh, want to hide um, and it makes me want to be alone and I like to be alone as well um, but I think that I choose to be alone more than I, I want to be alone as sort of a protective mechanism so that I don't have to experience um, feeling different or standing out or um, being like the weird one. <laughs> um, and I think I realize that here, like I keep saying, oh, I'm fine on my own, um, like in sharings. <laughs> um, and I feel so lucky because I've met like the most gorgeous people here that I know I'm gonna be friends with forever. But I'm also like, really conscious of going home and taking that like strength to be who I am and not have to behave in a certain way like like I stopped drinking really like when I was at university and I lost all my friends and I grew up with my mum who was very spiritual and taught yoga and like she was always the weirdo in the village like <laughs> And I'm so lucky that I grew up with that, but I also like internalize that sort of, you have to hide, I have to hide that part of myself in order to be accepted. And I really don't want to do that anymore. So what would life be like if you didn't hide it anymore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> even more terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but you're laughing and smiling yeah. as you say it. Exciting. Mm. I feel like I would, I would need to stand really strong in that and just trust that there are other people there who feel the same way that I do. 
and care about each other and want to make the world a better place for each other. And how do you find those people? How did you find these people? Through following what I love. And speaking it out loud. And speaking it out loud. Yeah. So if you did even more of that, what would happen? I think it could create a beautiful community. <laughs> it just got goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> I think you've already started doing this. It's Thank very you. clear. Thank you. Thank you. Natalie. Hi. Hi. What scares you? Um, I think what scares me the most is losing people in my life and disappointing those people that I love. Um, not being good enough for them. Maybe not living up to my own expectations. I'm no longer sure if they're my expectations or other people's expectations. Um, yeah. And how does that affect your day-to-day -day life? Um, in the past year, it's shown itself to give me a lot of anxiety, something I never understood before and maybe something I disregarded in other people's life, how anxiety can affect you. I end up catastrophizing events. Um, for example, My boyfriend just goes out for a walk and he's not back for when he, I expect him to be back. Then I start creating a story in my mind about what could have happened and what could have gone wrong. And um, maybe already planning for how I would cope in that situation or what I would do. Um, it's made me very... Um, snappy with people it's made me become very um, sad internally and um, come away from the person I think I was once and the person that I think people knew me for um, I am probably um, it's making it hard for me to uh, commit to setting my wedding date 
because I'm worried about it might interfere with my work schedule and what that they would think of me at work if I set my wedding date in a time when it was most busy and I took a time off work um it's made me not want to think of planning a family even though I that's what I would like because I start catastrophizing what could go wrong in <laughs> my child's life that isn't even planned or born or even there yet um so it's shown up in many ways and probably most recently in the past year become bigger and deeper rooted but it also takes you places this fear can you see how in your past how it's not a purposeless fear it's not irrational Oh, it comes from something, from somewhere. Mm. Maybe at one point in your life it was a really important protection to have. Mm. Yeah. I think the low, the lows, as a, whether that's how what they're called or what they are, have always brought me to the next part of my life. So whenever I'm past that phase and I feel that this has been a step in getting past that phase, I can see a, a brighter future and this has brought back a lot of positivity and a lot of creativity and in my mind. But it's not always pleasant during the times. Hmm. What if you could allow all the knowledge that came from that time and all the even the patterns that we keep with us from the challenging times, sometimes they serve us really well for a while, and then we move to the next place, but we take the, we take the fear with us, even though maybe it's not applicable in, in the right here, right now. Maybe your life is different now, but the fear stays, and then it sits in the front seat of the car, and it makes all of our decisions, and it's always there, speaking really loud. What if you would just put the fear in the, maybe not the trunk, but maybe the passenger seat. What would, what would happen then? I feel that maybe then I would be able to see a bit more clearly and to make decisions from my heart as opposed to from my head. And... What would a decision like that be? scary <laughs> um, but freeing maybe <laughs> um, exciting like Caitlin said exciting <laughs> like the future isn't full of disasters but also some hope some beauty I think so. Hmm. And if you could close your eyes now and just invite a little space for trust. You can keep the fear there. It can still, you know, acknowledge that it's there, but just envelop it in just a little blanket of trust, of 
Trusting that the people in your life are here to stay. Trusting that it's safe to, to love, and to dream, and to plan for the future. If you would lead from that sense of trust instead of the fear, what would that be like? Bright, colorful. And really exciting. <laughs> Your shoulders just like drop. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone softened a little bit there. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Anna. Yes. Yes. What scares you? The biggest fear that I have is losing love in my life. I fear um, losing my family, um, the ones I hold dear to my heart. And I feel like I um, want to protect them. I want to be close to them and make sure that nothing bad ever happens. And I also fear um, losing love from other people uh, or not receiving love, uh, being accepted. I, um, I fear showing my emotions openly. Because I fear that those emotions will push people away. Hmm. And I even feel like those emotions would push my family away or hurt my family. I don't want to burden them in any way. So what do you do instead, instead of burdening them? I keep my feelings inside. And eventually I... Um, it becomes this panic inside me. Um, I've struggled with panic attacks and yeah, it comes out through my body instead. And what about this, these weeks that we've had here, which is so centered around feeling our feelings yeah. and sharing our feelings and yeah. speaking them out loud. Mm. What has that been like? And this is why I'm here also, to be able to feel my feelings and try to face that fear of 
showing them openly and it's still a struggle for me but uh, I feel very accepted by everyone here and very loved and held and I'm so grateful <laughs> for every single one of you. What if you could bring that back home? Yeah. I hope I hope I can do that. I really want to. I want to be able to show what I feel to my family and to my friends and trust that they will stay and accept me for who I am. When you say it out loud, does it, does it sound like it could be possible? Yes. You smile when yeah. you say it, that's why I ask. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It feels, feels good to say it, mm. yeah. Maybe they're, you know, waiting for for someone in the family to open up. Yeah. Because that's what we do when we open up with each other, is we give each other permission to open. Yeah. And if we have a community where no one opens and everyone stays really closed, then sometimes it just takes one person, you know, blossoming a little bit or softening or opening and... And then it spreads like rings on the water. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> you are beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. If you haven't heard the exciting news, my husband Dennis has been vegan for three whole months right now. He even ate vegan throughout his entire Ironman. If you're looking for healthier eating patterns, this is the perfect time to break out of your comfort zone and try new things you've never done before. I'm not talking about completing an Ironman or even going vegan. I'm talking about something as simple as switching up your breakfast game with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is a subscription service that makes healthy eating almost effortless. They send creative recipes with must-know superfoods straight to your door and make it incredibly easy to try something new every day, like a cacao and avocado smoothie or a mulberry and dragon fruit oats, all because Daily Harvest recipes are perfectly portioned and developed by a trained chef. It's guaranteed to taste great. Choose from smoothies, overnight oats, and much more. Store your cups in the freezer until you're ready to make one, then an amazing meal or snack can be ready for you in no time. Smoothies take 30 seconds, soups are ready in five minutes and overnight oats and chia parfaits can literally be made as you sleep. All you have to do is add water or your favorite plant-based milk to the cup and blend, heat or soak. Daily Harvest produce is organic and unrefined and looks as good as it tastes. You can actually see all of the whole ingredients when you open up the cup. Things like cacao nibs, chunk of mango, whole raspberries, pumpkin seeds, and coconut meat. Try something new, eat healthy, and do it with Daily Harvest, the fastest, most convenient way to up your fruit and vegetable intake. Go to daily-harvest.com, enter the promo code YOGAGIRL to get three items free in your first box. That's promo code YOGAGIRL for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily harvest.com Sarah the mic just happens to be right by you hi hi what scares you uh, 
not being able to be myself. Um, not being able to speak my truth. Not living my authentic self. Um, I think that if I could drop the fear that I could trust myself and believe in myself more instead of worrying that I won't make my dreams. Um, I could believe that they won't just come true, but I'll make them come true. So how does it show up in your day-to-day -day life, this fear? Anxiety. Hmm. Um, yeah, everything... I feel like everything that I do, uh, I make decisions out of fear rather than out of love or out of what I really want. Fear of judgment. Um, fear of not being good enough that I can't do what I want. What's deeper than that? Fear of not being loved. Hmm. Fear of... I mean, I love everyone and I love everything so deeply, but if I'm going to be honest, the walls are always there because I'm afraid to be loved. And that has showed up in every relationship that I've ever had whether it's with family, romantic relationships, friendships. I'm always giving so that I don't have to receive. I journaled on that last night. What happens with those relationships? I push them away. Any means possible. There's always an arm's length distance in the receiving. Mm. Full hugs for the giving, full everything. I will completely empty my cup to give, but I don't really know how to receive that to fill it back up. So you hold them away and then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. So if you would close your eyes for a moment and maybe just breathe all the way into the belly. What would life be like if it was safe to receive? Free. Since I've been here, um, I've never wanted children, but since I've been here, that's all I can think about. Have I never wanted them? Or am I too afraid? And it's been really heavy. I know I'm not old, but I'm 34, and I'm not in a relationship, and suddenly there's this pressure and I don't know if that pressure is something I'm putting on myself or if it's something 
that I feel from society or my family that constantly asks. Um, but yeah, it's been in the back of my mind every day. See Leia Luna running around. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been journaling a lot about it and a lot of really deep things have been coming up. And at the end of all of them, the question is, is this a desire or is this a fear? But when I think of what could happen if I didn't live without, or if I lived without fear, I think I see myself just running around as a child, free, carefree, not caring if I fall, not caring if that fall turns into a roll and I roll and roll. I just see myself running so free. So what is it about this time here that's, that's been different? Because you've manifested something here where there's been that little opening of, of trust. And you created that. It was my intention, was to be open. Hmm. Open to everything, open to receive open to be myself that was the card that I pulled was to be myself and I've been really working on that I'm not going to say try I've been working on that this whole time being more open to not be so shy and to not just sit in my corner in my little cancer crab shell and to make to reach out and to also receive um, but to be open in every sense that the word could ever mean. And it has been fucking terrifying. <laughs> but it's been really freeing. It's been really great. And so my mind is also open to all of those things that scared me. And it has, I don't, it's so weird that that's the thing that's on my mind when I'm not even necessarily in a position to be doing that. But it's been really heavy. Mm. I think my fear has always been perpetuating that cycle of abuse. And I know in my heart that I wouldn't, but maybe my dad did too. Maybe his mom did. And I, I think talking this out now too just makes me see that this is a huge choice of fear. Not desire mm. and could you see yourself taking some of this openness some of this daring brave side of you that's just open to receive and open to share and speak and grab for you what if you took that home I hope so mm. I want to I've never been one to share in circles and I've been making myself stand up and share. It's terrifying. Even though I know every one of these sisters I have here will hold that space, won't judge me. I think what's scarier is what I think when I say it out loud. I swore I wasn't going to cry in here. <laughs> we always cry. Yeah. Here. It's okay. <laughs>
So maybe it's not so much about, you know, ignoring the fear or overcoming it or pretending like it's not there, but it's working with it. You know? Sometimes it shows us where we need to go. Yeah. Mm. I'm ready. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Hello. Hello. What scares you? Um, right now this. <laughs> But um, I think my biggest thing is just losing the ones I care so much about or having those that I care so much about judge me for the things that I like or want to do with my life. And has that happened before? Yes. <laughs> Especially with my grandparents, because they just don't really like understand that I just want to like go off and see the world and do all these fun things before going to college, whatever <laughs> they expect me to do. And just other people's parents who don't understand how open-minded mine are and have given me this opportunity. So does that affect your relationship with those people? A little bit, yeah. In what way? Um, I tend to either lie about what I'm actually doing or just try to steer the conversation away from anything about what I'm going to do in my future. And can you imagine a scenario where you felt safe to express who you are and your choices really freely? Maybe those judgments are there, but maybe they won't matter as much. Could you imagine that? Yeah, being here especially, everyone has just like told me how like awesome I am for coming here at like such a young age and just really making me feel like this is something that I should do and I should be happy to be doing it. So when you speak it out loud and you are yourself fully, you find other people who, who are kind of similar to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what would happen if you did that at home too? I don't know, maybe some of them might feel the same way too and I just assume they wouldn't maybe there's community at home too maybe yeah <laughs> we'll see <laughs> thank you for sharing thank you <laughs> Michaela hi hi <laughs> what scares you I think the biggest thing that scares me is being a disappointment. Um, not only to others, but to myself. Um, my whole life I've had a, a plan, a trajectory, knowing where I was going to go. And I've more or less lived up to that. 
but I've always had this constant fear that I'm going to disappoint somebody. And on the flip side, I, I fear that by trying not to disappoint others, that I'm disappointing myself. And I'm not able to live my life for me. I'm afraid of losing love and not being liked or welcomed by others. I feel like judgment is a big part of my life every moment of every day. I'm constantly judging myself and feeling like others are judging me too. I think I have just a lot of fear about a lot of things. So do you feel like in your life fear has a, is it running your life? Is it steering the ship or is it on the side? I think that it's definitely running the ship. Um, I think I'm branching out a little bit more and coming here on my own. You know, it was definitely scary and a big deal and so I'm finding more um, that I'm able to break away from that fear and trying to stand on my own two feet a little bit more. That it's scary. It's the fear of the unknown. And it's terrifying. Is there also something good about stepping into the unknown? You might surprise yourself. It might be better than what you think. You might... The fear might not really be as bad as it... as it seems. How about coming here? Has there been... Because there's a big risk coming here. I wouldn't say there was a big risk to come here. Um, I don't know. But the fear was there. The fear was definitely there. Um, the fear of just telling my family that this is what I'm going to do. Stepping away from my job and all the people in my life and just kind of pushing all that aside to be here for me. 
it's been such a great experience and I feel like I've been able to really tap into myself and what I feel like I need. But there's still the fear in the back of my mind. Like, can I go fully into this? Can I really be a yoga teacher? Can I really follow my dreams and live how I want to live? And not by what's expected from me. And how are you going to find that out? I don't know. Um, I think by tuning into myself and just asking what do I really want and all the decisions that I make is this really what's going to make me happy and not just listening to what other people tell me I should do and sometimes to really know we have to jump yeah like you did coming here yeah also when you're back home yeah I'm ready to jump <laughs> <laughs> you've already proved that you can yeah I gotta just know that I can you wouldn't be here if you couldn't Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Lisa. Hi there. Hi there. <laughs> what scares you? Thinking my kids are grown and so hard transitioning from being a full-time mom and I wasn't I didn't feel like I was present enough every day life gets in the way and you have one and then when you have the second one you're busy with the baby and then they start growing and you want them to be independent because that's what's good for them. And then you and then life just they start sports and you're so life is crazy. And then one day they're in high school and you realize I can't believe where the time went. That they won't be with you, living with you at least. And so you feel like your heart is like out of your chest, walking around and you can't protect it because they aren't with you anymore and you wanna 
you want to make sure that nothing happens to them. <sighs> so, I worry. Um, I don't want to put that on them. I don't want them to know that I worry so much about them because I want them to be their own person and find their own way. It's just, it's just a struggle every day because I would love to, I don't want to call them too much or bug them too much, but I want them to know I'm there. And so I wait for them to call me here to come home. And those are the moments that I really, really cherish. Because <sighs> I didn't, I just didn't, I just, I guess I just didn't realize how fast it goes. <sighs> so now I'm transitioning into a different phase and the transition is not always so easy, but that's life, so. Hmm. There's so much love there. I can just feel it in my heart as you speak. It's really beautiful. Hmm. There's no other love like you have for your children. Hmm. So what do you need for you to make this transition a little more safe or to make this transition a little more steady? Family helps. Mm. Family helps and thinking more about what I what I need to do to take care of myself mm. so that when they, when they do come home and they are, um, we are doing family stuff that um, they want to and it's happy and we continue making memories, but just in a different way. So if you would trust that when they're off out in the world that everything is safe and whole and could you bring more energy toward yourself then? Yeah, I just don't, I don't know how. I, I mostly just try not to think about it. Um, because the worry makes me anxious. Hmm. And that analogy of the heart outside your body, I use it too all the time. But if you think about it objectively, that's your heart. It belongs in your body. <laughs> of course you're anxious. You know? So how can you bring some of that back and know that your whole heart is still here and also there, but by placing your hand on your heart and just feeling safe in your body here now, so I think that division, sometimes it makes it really hard to hone our energy in on the here and now and just 
be present. That was my um, intention to be present, to be now mm. here at this training so that as I, even with my kids or anything else, I'm more aware of every day because I felt like the last 20 years went so fast. Hmm. So to be more aware um, and to trust, to trust that, keep breathing. Hmm. So maybe being you being more present with your heart allows you to be more present with them? Right. Right. Hmm. Is that something you could bring home also in those moments, you think? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Maria. Hi. What scares you? I'm very scared of disappointing my dad. Um... We had this talk where he told me that since he was a kid, he knew he wanted a big family. He has 19 kids. <laughs> yeah, adopted some, um, another one on the way right now. And for me, that's too many. We're all too different and it's wonderful and everything, but there's a couple that don't, don't see the family as a family. Um, my dad is very wealthy and he has the biggest heart in the whole wide world. He still cares for all 19 of us, even though we've all graduated and all moved away. Um, there are some that just take advantage of that and they, you know, wear the name proudly but think that that makes them better than everyone else and I don't feel that way so when I'm with them it makes me feel bad because I feel like I'm hurting my dad by not spending time with them or by not enjoying the few moments that we have as a family together but it's just that I feel so out of it I was the first one to proudly wear a tattoo somewhere visible to first girl to cut their hair shorter than like a bob, first one to get a couple piercings and they just kind of pushed me off to the side. And now that I'm older and now that I know them as people and not just my siblings, there are some that I just if they were not related to me, I would never speak to them again. They hurt me. They hurt my two little siblings way more than loving us, than doing anything good for us. And I just, I'm actually in a fight with one of them right now. He's 34 and so hard-headed and immature. And that hurts my dad because he sees it and he asks me and he wants me to fix it and I don't want to because that's not, he's not the kind of person that I want in my life. Um, so I'm very, 
very scared to tell them, not all of them, there's a couple that I do really love, but to say to the rest that I'm not interested in all the hurt that they're giving me when they think it's love, that's not who I am and that's not what I want. So the fear is if you, you stand up for yourself, you, you hurt someone else. I hurt my dad. Because mm. that feeling of family is all he wants, is all he's looking for. But it, it's not healthy for me. Mm. So how does that affect you then, to, to keep this up? Well, it it has kept me living in the same town as my dad for the last year. Um, going to all the family things and having a miserable time just because I'm supposed to. Um, and it, it keeps me hidden, I guess. Um, because I feel that if I stand up, my siblings will freak out and my dad will be hurt. And so it's easier to just wear a dress and put on a fake smile and go out with them and spend time with them. And is it easier? No. But <laughs> the other side of it, and I just got a, I mean, this happened eight months ago. Um, I just saw what that's like, and it, I saw it reflected in my dad and how he worries about it. So I don't know, but I know that for me, that felt great. <laughs> having to see him now and not having to pretend to like him or to appreciate whatever he has to say to me is the best feeling ever. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a huge reward at the end of that. Huge. Huge. I know that no matter what I do, my dad's going to be there. He's been there. So the reward is, is bigger than the risk, you would say? Yes. <laughs> yes, question mark, yes. Yes, period. Mm. Yeah, much, much better. Much mm. bigger, much nicer, much healthier. Mm. So what keeps you in the pretending then, if you already know? I always blame it on not knowing what to do with my life. So it's always been like, well, I'm not sure if I'm still going to be living here or if I'm going to be living somewhere else or working for my dad or doing something else. So I've just been kind of using that as an excuse, you know, saying that the second I know what I'm going to do, I'll do it and that'll be it. But since I don't know, <laughs> everything just kind of stalls. Hmm. It keeps you in the not knowing. Yeah. Hmm. Not knowing, not doing. Hmm. And what if you would take this, <laughs> this huge reward of speaking your own truth and living for you, fully for you, if you took that home or if you imagined life that way, what it would be like to, to not worry or be fearful about the disappointment, but just... Stand up and be you. I'm definitely taking it home. Um, 
we're all going to be together a couple days after I come home, so truth bomb (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i i don't know where i'll be i don't know what i'll be doing but as i picture it as i write it out as i talk it out with someone the weight just lifts and then you know i'm still afraid of where to go and what to do but i feel loved and i know that the people that i do let in will be right and they'll love me and they won't hurt me just because they can so yeah it'll be a challenge but i'm kind of making myself do it because i know that it's better and trusting that the people who really love you will stay even when you speak your truth or maybe especially when you speak your truth definitely that's one of the big risks I guess but it can also turn out to be a wonderful reward knowing that those that do stay stay because it's what they want Hmm. thank you for sharing thank you beautiful Amanda oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah what scares you um, well, I mean, I don't feel like I have a whole bunch of fears. Um, about four years ago, I went through a huge situation and went to a yoga class of one of my dearest friends and her thing was fear. And she says, you have two ways to look at it. You face everything and run or you face everything and rise. So with that, I just feel like at this present moment, everything's falling into place. And I want to move out of the state that I grew up in. And like the biggest fear is like job and the money security. At first it was like telling the family and then they're so supportive that I was stupid of thinking that was fear. (laughs) But yeah, so just kind of fear of like what's going to happen next. So going through those obstacles and like saying that little mantra in my mind, it's kind of hard to have fear when you know it's going to be okay at the end of the day. So, yeah, just wondering about the future, I guess, is probably my fear, like not staying in the present moment and seeing what's going to happen and just let it unfold would probably be like the biggest struggle that I would go through. And have you had experience of that in the past where you went for something without knowing the outcome and it turned out okay? Oh, every damn day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, and that's the thing. It does turn out fine. It might not unfold how I liked, but at the end of the day, I tried it, and then that felt so good. So taking that leap of faith and not fear and just going and landing somewhere and I don't know, like right now I have two options if I want to have security with my financials and live with family, but I haven't lived with anyone for almost 10 years. So, you know, going to like, you know, eight years with roommate colleges and living with four to six girls at a time and then all by myself for 10 years and now going back to a roommate would be, you know, a little 
a little scary, I guess, but you know, it's all about adjusting and yeah, so that, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be a fear, just kind of a, I don't know, maybe I just need to step off the cliff and go <laughs> and just see where I land. And You're already so in this process right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like like right in the middle of it. Mm. So my goal was to move by January 1st after this training because a year and a half ago I had a wild hair at my ass to move and I put my house for sale and then this training popped up in my email. And so put the house on the market and applied and my house sold and here I am. <laughs> so you're a living manifestation of yes. jumping into the unknown yeah. while also fearing the unknown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's entirely possible to do both things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just, I don't know, the stability of the future is probably what's the most stressful and fearful part of it. Mm. But, yeah. And here you are in this practice of of teaching present mm. moment. I know. <laughs> Where it is. <laughs> and it's been a little struggle, oh, but yeah, powering through that. Mm. So. I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Do you ever have those days at work where the only thing that gets you through is a cup of coffee? I know I do. I have been so busy lately and feeling completely under the weather at the same time. For days like that, when I can't just stay in bed, I'm so grateful for Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. Four Sigmatic puts mushrooms in their coffee, but it's anything but a weird combination. The blend creates a surprisingly delicious super drink with really great health benefits. You can stay focused on the present moment while powerful antioxidants and immune boosters up your health to keep you on track for days to come. Compared to your average brew, Four Sigmatic is also less acidic and won't give you the jitters. Plus, it boosts brain activity, decreases stress, and improves your memory, concentration, and alertness to power you through even the hardest of days. You will only find the highest quality mushroom superfoods and other ingredients in Four Sigmatic blends. They make sure their recipes are free from pesticides, mycotoxins, and other harmful chemicals. And when it all seems hard, this coffee is so easy to make. Just rip open the bag, mix with hot water or nut milk. I even like adding the package to my favorite smoothie in the morning. Four Sigmatic offers everything from mushroom coffees, elixirs, hot cacaos, and matchas. The lion's mane elixir has been my lifesaver lately, allowing me to be completely on point and put my mind to the task. Get things done and try Four Sigmatic. Right now, when you head to foursigmatic.com slash yoga girl, you'll get 15% off of your whole order. That's 15% off of any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website, but you have to use my special URL, foursigmatic.com slash yoga girl. That's spelled F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash yoga girl. Jody, what scares you? Lots of things. <laughs> um, probably the biggest one being the unknown and all those questions of what if that creep in. So my biggest fear right now probably is, not probably, it is the very possible situation of trying to get pregnant and have a child on my own. And what is the fear there? Um, <laughs> the unknowns of how I'm going to logistically do that. And, of course, it's not what I ever 
imagined or dreamt of as a mother, um, but bigger than that, it just feels impossible when I start getting burdened with all the what-ifs. And if there are so many what-ifs that it feels impossible, sometimes it's good to just begin with one. What's the biggest what-if? What if I can't manage my work day around caring for a child? Hmm. You think that, that fear, that what if, does it, does it make your day-to-day -day right now more challenging, thinking about that? Or? Yes. <laughs> In what way? I just feel like it's always a pressing question and I just started um, testing for fertility treatments before I came to Aruba and I feel like I'm at the top of a roller coaster and I just like I'm hearing those last couple clicks before the big drop and I just am wondering Sometimes I have to check in and say, like, whoa, girl, what are you doing? Is this even going to be possible? And I just feel like I'm there, and I, it's now or never. So there's a part of you that, or is there a part of you that also trusts that you're able to do this? Yes. And where does that trust come from? When do you feel it present? When I'm feeling love from people around me that are supportive, and sometimes it's just a couple words or someone reminding me that I would be a great mom. So would you say you have more fear or more trust around this situation? Um, <laughs> it's a daily balancing act right now. I'm scared. <laughs> And you're also doing it. I am. <laughs> so Baby <is> steps. <laughs> big steps. <laughs> so is it possible to live with a fear and acknowledge that it's there and still move forward? Yes. Hmm. For sure. So it's not leading your life, this fear? Not every hour of the day. <laughs> it is important to acknowledge that, that this fear is there and it's huge, but there's also this massive trust or you wouldn't be doing it. If the fear was bigger than the trust, you wouldn't be doing it. Could you imagine a way to lean into that trust a little more, especially when the fear pulls? I'm trying. I'm trying. It's really hard. I feel like I need to be grounded several times in a day <laughs> sometimes. And I feel like I'm leaning on myself a lot. And, and that's okay. But it, it's hard sometimes. So what helps you to anchor into that trust to, to feel supported by other people? And, to, and how can you do that also back home? Um, probably just letting go a little bit. 
and just knowing that this is something I've always, always wanted and I never expected to be starting any of this at 44 years old, but that's where I am and I can't change any of that. So it's still something that I want more than anything and I just have to close my eyes and get ready for the roller coaster ride. <laughs> but also you have, at least here, you've been able to manifest this big community of people that are supporting you. Do you have that at home also? I do. I have a small family, but they're super supportive and a lot of really, really amazing sisters, mm. for sure. You're super brave. Thank you. It's, it's important to remember that that trust is there and that the trust is really big because sometimes fear takes over and it feels like everything is anxiety or the worry becomes really big. So to remind yourself or to ask the people in your life to remind you of all the bravery and the trust that's here and that it's bigger. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You're going to be a great mom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mariana. What scares you? What scares me the most is um, failing in life and failing myself standing my own ground and respecting my own limits in order to please other people. And is that something that shows up in your regular day-to-day -day life? Yes. In what ways? Um, going out when I don't want to, having an extra glass of wine when I don't want to, um, staying up late and not respecting what my body wants at times. And so I struggle with that at work and also when I'm, at, I'm home. And what's the fear or what's the risk? Um, that makes you push your own boundaries like that? That I will end up being rejected and left alone. That I won't be loved or, or yeah, just generally rejected. And if you were to close your eyes right now and just for a moment imagine that 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 fear wasn't there or that the fear wasn't so big and that you felt safe in expressing your needs and your wants and your boundaries really clearly, that people would still be there? Not all, but that's okay. Hmm. And what would that be like? What would be different in life if you had more of that trust? I would be happier. I would be proud of myself and I would 
be fulfilling my true dreams and going after what I truly want and not what other people are expecting of me. So the risk is people maybe leaving you or feeling disappointed. Yeah. And the reward is fulfilling all of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a pretty big reward. I'm hoping to take this with me and to practice it in my daily life. A lot of lessons were learned here during this training. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Jenny, what scares you? I'm always scared about not being good enough. Uh, and I guess that is in mostly everything I do, but especially with my kids. Not being able... I'm not trusting that I'm the best mom for them. <laughs> and that really hurts. And... And does that and affect afraid. your relationship with them also? I think it does. Because I'm not speaking my truth or my... I'm like overcompensating for them because I'm afraid that I'm not enough just as I am. And that makes me sad because I want them to feel that they're enough just the way they are. So I guess I have to start with me. And I'm doing that here. I'm doing it every day, I guess, by just showing up. And what do you need to, to be able to really show up for yourself also at home? Is there something you can create or provide for yourself to make that easier? I realize that I really need to work on my time alone and spending time in meditation and uh, practicing and checking in with my body and my feelings and what is my truth instead of searching everyone else's and being there Because sometimes I get stuck in this pattern just running really, really fast in life and doing things instead of just be there here and now. Stop, just be quiet, listening. I really want to be more in the moment and not being afraid all the time what is going to come, what's, what I didn't do enough. But I'm learning as I go. And I'm really trying to rely on my capabilities and that I'm good enough just as I am. 
you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Robin. What scares you? I am terrified that I'm not going to be able to find a career that aligns with my core values and my passions. Um, right now, I feel very unfulfilled in my career, and it's draining me, and I don't know where I want to go after this venture. So what's the big dream? I think that's the fear, is that I don't really know what it is, mm. and I feel pretty misguided and... Um, and maybe it's really just that I'm in my head and and maybe I do have, I have ideas and I sometimes I'm hard on myself and I feel like I don't have good ideas and that, um, that if I dream big, I might not reach those goals that I set. Sometimes we, when there's that fear of failing, it's better not to try. Or I feel like that some sometimes if it's if it feels challenging and I don't know if I'm gonna make it, I'd rather go someplace else because mm -hmm. it's really uncomfortable not to know. But you're here. Is there some part of you that also wants to to teach more or to? I think just sitting here this last 15 minutes, maybe. Maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> realize. <laughs> Perhaps I do want to pursue yoga, and it does, it's intimidating as hell. <laughs> Day 17 world. of your yoga teacher training. <laughs> You're like, maybe. It's so intimidating, though. There's so many teachers out there. Mm -hmm. There's so many retreats. There's so much competition. Mm. It scares me. And what if that fear of, of, of failing or fear of not being able to make it all the way, what if it wasn't leading the way? Because if we're trying to find our way or trying to change a career or trying to find that place of being fulfilled, but the fear is like steering the ship all the time, then there's a lot of noise. It's really hard to, to hear that voice inside that, that knows what it wants. Yeah, I think it'd be easier to focus my energy and try a little harder and really have a more clear path that way. Mm -hmm. And what can you do to create that or create space for that? Um, I, can, I can definitely step back a little bit from what I'm doing right now and figure out how to work in yoga, even just part-time, and then focus my energies more on a bigger picture that lives in yoga. Scary. It's scary. <laughs> But you're smiling really big. There's a big reward at the end of that, too. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Maybe. <laughs> Huge reward. <sighs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to my beautiful new yoga teacher graduates for joining me on this very special episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, 
anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Parachute, Daily Harvest, and Four Sigmatic. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.